Washburn here. And that moment we've been waiting for has finally fucking arrived. Bossy Power Bottom Wear is now officially live on RonnieWashburn.com. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com for purchase. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. The gay lifestyle and clothing line that unapologetically describes what it means to live your best gay life and show others through your clothing that you bottom like a boss. Want to know more? Go to RonnieWashburn.com now. That's R-A-O-N-I. Washburn.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom wear. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Yes, I'll take two double-doubles, animal-style chopped chilies, extra cheese, and two orders of animal fries. What? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be eating that in my car. Is that a problem? And I had been single for about two years up to this point and really had just figured my shit out in regards to what it meant to be a social gay in San Francisco. I mean, I was going out every fucking weekend and sometimes not even on the weekends and going out and meeting up with a friend and just having a drink and then suddenly meeting his friend and then that guy's friend and then that guy's that guy's friend exchanging Instagrams and then suddenly you become friends with them. Let's just face it, I was really working my way up that social ladder and really had just established my close, tight-knit circle of friendships. They were really all just nailed down and going out didn't really mean meeting people for the first time. It was more along the lines of like a social outing where you would go out and you would see people that you already knew and it was like catching up and it was like, how are you? And hey, is that guy, the guy that was at like John's little trivia night the other night? Yeah, that guy in the red shirt. Yeah, yeah, right there. Yes, him. See, I told you he was there. Yeah, it was all very that. So, you know, I was kind of building a little bit of a reputation for myself in the Castro And, you know, I was just reveling in the moment of belonging to a community that I just loved so much. And even though you still meet people that you don't necessarily, like, rub elbows with in the right way, that doesn't necessarily mean that you can't just be cordial with them. But every so often, you meet that one guy that always shows up to the same events as you because, well, he's friends with one of your friends. 
And you start to get to know him and start to realize that he's just a little bit catty, a little bit bitchy. He's kind of conceited and just really thinks that he's God's gift to gay men because, well, he's attractive. And you suddenly realize that even though you're cordial and friendly and say hello every time you see him, you are becoming not friends, but more along the lines of frenemies. So what happens when one night you go out with your friends, you have way too much to drink, so much so that on the last few bars, you kind of don't really remember what happened and realize that you just had to go home. But on your way home, you realize that you haven't really eaten and you're fucking starving. So what do you do? You go to the closest local taqueria and order a super burrito with extra cheese, extra guacamole, extra sour cream, and, and maybe a little extra meat too. And you take it to go because you're just going to go home, close yourself in your room, and just shove that burrito all the way down your fucking throat in the privacy of your own home. And no gay will ever know. But what happens is when you do this very scenario and you do intend on going home and then you are so fucking drunk and so fucking hungry that you look around and realize there's really nobody in this taqueria at this moment so you sit down at one of the tables and unwrap that massive burrito and just begin to inhale and suddenly behind you you hear the words ronnie is that you and as you look up in the mirror facing you which reveals the person behind you you suddenly see your frenemy, standing right behind you with a little twinkle in his eye and a smile from ear to ear because you're sitting there in that moment, shame eating that burrito with sour cream and salsa and guacamole smeared all over the side of your face. And that is honestly one of the most horrific moments that I think we could all unanimously agree that no gay ever wants to find themselves in. So sit back, relax. Put on that condom or pop your prep pill and let's explore the entire topic of conversation that I'm pretty sure that most of us do in the privacy of our own homes. And eat that massive burrito and the entire time you're eating that fucking burrito, you're thinking to yourself, shame on you for shame eating. now listening to My Gay Expose podcast, a show that unperfectly describes what it's like when life has you fucked in the head while being fucked from behind. I'm Ronnie Washburn, a writer, LGBTQ plus community activist, self-proclaimed, messy, loudmouthed, and somewhat semi-passable podcast host, popper sommelier, porn star, fluffer in training, and local San Francisco bossy power bottom that just so happens to be on the left of you on your grinder 
Grid, and this is My Gay Expose Podcast. Ronnie Washburn here, and welcome back to the show that really just is the biggest, fattest plate of carb-filled calories that you will ever consume in the podcast world. My Gay Exposé podcast. And on this week's Exposé, we explore the entire notion of what it means to actually sit locked away in your room by yourself, shoving that fat ass super burrito down your throat and thinking to yourself, holy fuck, I am actually sitting here in this moment, shame eating. And why do we do it? And what's your go-to food item in regards to like your guilty pleasure for shame eating? That's the question that was actually asked to a few of my friends, as well as you, the listeners, this week. And so we'll collect some of those answers in the Your Gay Expose segment. And honestly, we'll just talk about what it means to shame eat. Why like our emotions are tied to this in such a significant way. Why this has a huge impact in the gay community and why it's such a taboo. And really, we'll just fucking talk about food and shame eating and my specific journey in regards to shame eating. <laughs> it's really just very that. So before we actually shove our face full of that ice cream that we secretly bought at the convenience store with our hoodie over our head and sunglasses, hoping that nobody would spot us doing so. First, let's hop into this week's re-expose. Welcome to this week's re-expose, the segment in which I take the time to reassess, re-examine, re-explain, restart over all just re-say shit that I said in past episodes that either you didn't understand, I didn't understand, you came for me and I felt like I needed to readdress, or once I re-listened through for an edit, I was like, oh, fuck, God, oh, my God, oh, God, what was I, wow, why did I even, what, I just, ugh, what a goddamn mess. That definitely merits a re-expose. Okay, you guys, for the millionth time, calm the fuck down. <laughs> In last week's expose, lights, camera, sex tape. I talked about, you know, my porn debut, like having sex with that beautiful, hot, six foot four, dreadlocked black man that, oh, and the sex was so good, you guys. I officially confirmed that for, okay, I want to say I'm at least 97.5% sure that you cannot find my movie out there. It's not in rotation. It's, you you could seek it out, search it out all you want. There are key, like, search items that I could tell you to, you know, put you through the motions of potentially seeking it out and finding it. But I'm here to tell you, I have done a very thorough and extensive search, and I have come up empty-handed. So for all of you out there who are dying to see me perform live on video, I hate to break it to you, but I'm so sorry. The actual 
PC that this person recorded and saved on is no longer in existence. Now, you guys, whether somebody like re-recorded it and reposted it and somehow got it or XYZ, etc., I don't know. And maybe if you find it out there and you see me writing that like hot giant black dick, just shoot it my way and let me know because I would really love to know if that's something, but I really honestly don't feel like any of you will ever find it out there. But again, if you do, please let me know because I miss watching it so much. <laughs> you guys, I'm getting super, super close to my 2024 AIDS life cycle journey. And I need all of you to help me out by donating to my AIDS life cycle journey. I need to raise $3,500 for the most incredible organization that I am so proud to be a part of. And honestly, I'm not very close to that goal at the moment. And we're just mere months away. So please, 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 there's going to be a link in this week's show notes, link in all of my social media bios, link in all of my websites. If you pretty much just Google Ronnie Washburn, you can find a way to donate to my AIDS life cycle journey. And on that note, just before we segue out, take a look at the official show merch line. Bossy Power Bottom Wear. And you guys, I have some really exciting news to debut about Bossy Power Bottom Wear coming soon. It's a very exciting new piece of information that I can't talk about just yet. But let's just say you maybe want to go through and select some pieces before a huge major change happens to the Bossy Power Bottom Wear collection that will be so exciting. But I, again, at any rate, just go to R-A-O-N-I, washburn.com. That's ronniewashburn.com. And pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride-related event or just shit that you want to wear to the gym so that that hot jock top notices you because of your shirt. And then you know that when you guys meet eyes in the gym in that moment, that when he sees you in the showers, that he is definitely going to fuck you in those showers. So before we get my gay expose on this week's topic of conversation that just so happens to have a really quickly grab that Twix candy bar at the very tail end of the grocery line and sneak it so nobody sees you themed undertone first let's get your gay expose and this week the question was asked to a few of my friends as well as you the listeners do you shame eat and if so what is your go-to item and why and if you don't what would you find yourself shame eating if you did so let's get some of those responses now Joseph says, I don't shame eat. I have no shame in eating whatever I want. Yeah, well, you're fucking skinny as shit, so that makes sense. <laughs> Michael says, circus peanuts. Sergio says, I don't really shame eat, but if I had to pick, I'd say ice cream or maybe some chocolate candy. Nicholas says, 
I suppose I do that on some level, but I wouldn't call it shame eating. I would call it private time. <laughs> uh, my go-to is Eggo waffles. Benjamin says, yes. One of my favorite things to do is sit on the couch and order DoorDash while watching TV. In fact, once I even ordered six orders of McDonald's French fries <laughs> and nothing else was in the order, just the fries. <laughs> I actually kind of love this. Will you invite me over next time, you stupid bitch? <laughs> Mark says, by shame eating, do you mean eating shit that you know you shouldn't eat? Because I eat shit I shouldn't eat all the time and feel so shameful whenever I eat bacon. Kyle says, I do not. But if I did, it probably would be chicken tikka masala and garlic naan. <laughs> so uh, I'm guessing Kyle's not a bottom. <laughs> Michael number two says, yes, I could go through an entire bag of those pink and white animal circus cookies. Okay, so here's the thing, you guys. My mom, that actually was her go-to when she was pregnant with me. And so as a result, I have this weird fondness for those fucking cookies. Even though I'm not much of a sweets person, that really is where I kind of find myself if I have to pick something sweet. I wonder if that's why. Do you guys know if that's a thing? <laughs> Can somebody tell me? Brayden says... He just sent a gif with two pigs eating out of a trough. And really, this honestly does 100% describe him. This is the one friend in my life I know for a fact eats food ever so shamelessly. Like, there is absolutely no shame in his game in regards to what it is that he wants to eat in front of anyone. And that's just a very confident gift that I feel he carries very well. <laughs> Lori says, yes, emotional eating can be triggered by many different things. My go-to is Taco Bell. Anything with nacho cheese sauce. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, when I say that nacho cheese sauce and Ronnie Washburn have a very fucking unhealthy relationship, that literally is the one thing in this world that I honestly would just take all my clothes off, get completely naked and just roll around in a fat fucking vat of nacho cheese. Oh, that just, that just makes me fucking horny to even think about, to be honest. <laughs> and probably the biggest reason why Lori and I are such good friends. <laughs> God. Oh my God. Pass the nacho cheese. Kevin says, yes, absolutely. I 100% shame eat often. First of all, this bitch is skinny as shit. So this is... <laughs> oh my God. Okay, anyway. So Kevin continues. I actually feel the same way going through a fast food drive through than I do in a pharmacy buying condoms, lube, and a douche. Oh my God. You know, I can kind of relate. I have to say. <laughs> and as usual, 
all of these answers are just one big giant cluster fuck of really just all over the place. And honestly, I, I like some of these things like I would never even think to eat. And it's just really interesting to get everybody's individual spin on what they prefer. Just find it so fascinating. <laughs> and if I'm to answer my very own question this week, I have to say it's definitely all about the nacho cheese. Honestly, I'm kind of with Lori on this. Taco Bell is like my go-to guilty pleasure, especially when I'm drunk. And that is just something I feel that will never change. I always order like the chicken quesadilla, um, a bunch of the like fucking little bean and cheese burritos, <laughs> the nachos bel grande, and usually like a couple soft tacos, give or take. And that's just when I plan on eating sober. It's a lot fucking more than that when I'm drunk. <laughs> like 50 fucking dollars worth of Taco Bell each time. And we'll go into that a little bit later on in this week's expose. But at any rate, if you didn't get your answer read this week, don't worry. Just continue to follow on Instagram at Exposing My Day. And remember, the funnier the answer, the more likely you'll be read live on the show. And now... Let's get my gay expose and you'll find out all the reasons why I consistently, regularly lock myself in my room and eat that fat ass fucking plate of nachos and all along say to myself in my head, shame on you for shame eating. All right, you guys, listen, I wanted to take this quick time out to ask you for a huge favor. I need all of you right now in this moment to go over to Apple Podcasts and click five stars. This helps us in the podcast world out so much more than you will ever know. It actually gets us to that trajectory that we're actually already on our way to just a little bit faster and it makes things start happening. I really just need your help. Please, if you wouldn't mind, just go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars. And if you don't want to click five stars, just, well, keep that click to yourself. <laughs> but you can also rate five stars on Spotify too. So wherever you listen to your podcasts, please, I need your help. Click five stars and allow my gay expose podcast to get to that next best thing. The following expose was recorded in my gay walk of shame era. Okay, so here's the thing. I do honestly fervently believe that every individual has their own relationship with food. <laughs> Whether that be a good relationship or a bad, I mean, that's really up to you in regards to what that actually means in your life. But really with me, I have like this really weird relationship that I feel sort of stems from the fact that when I was a little boy, my mom came down with this really rare form of cancer. So what ended up happening was, I guess the cancer type that she had was so rare that the doctors didn't really know a whole hell of a lot about it. And they were kind of concerned that 
you know, once they did the surgery and kind of got it out and all of that shit, you know, and did radiation and all that, you know, bullshit that goes along with cancer. I think that they were worried that it would very easily come back. So as a result, what they did was they like basically put her on a super fucking strict diet and she started seeing a nutritionist who was kind of giving her like holistic advice in regards to like vitamins and things, supplements, things she should take and blah, 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 etc. So really what ended up happening was she completely cut sweets and dairy and like all the things out of our diets as kids for all of us. I, I You know, and I don't really even know if she did it because she was so scared about the situation for herself that she felt like we should eat that way too because I think what they told her was the reason the cancer like manifested in her body was because of her diet from the past. So I think that this was like the biggest reason why in our family, in our everyday life as a kid growing up, we just ate nothing but like the most bland, boring bullshit that you could ever possibly imagine. Vegetables, rice. We got all of the like substitute things for dairy. Like, does anybody remember mocha mix? <laughs> I don't even know if they make that shit anymore. But it was supposed to be like a meat, like a meat, uh, a milk substitute. And it was dairy free. And you guys, when I tell you it tasted like complete total vomit, that's not an exaggeration. It was like almost honestly the worst fucking thing in this world. And truthfully, I haven't seen it in the stores. I haven't really been looking for it though, but I mean, I think that it kind of triggers something in my mind, but really it was really like the nastiest shit you could ever possibly put into your cereal each and every day. And even the cereal, you guys, it wasn't even good cereal. It was like that whole grain, no sugar added bullshit. It just, we did not get a good feel for what it meant to have really good tasting food. And, you know, I again, I think she just did it because she was concerned for our health as well as her own. And, you know, maybe she did it because she didn't want to have those bad things to tempt her in the house. Maybe she didn't want to find herself locked away in her room, shame eating some of the things that she wasn't allowed to eat because of the cancer. I don't know. But I think as a result, once I got older and I started, you know, getting into the later part of my high school and into my 20s, I was obsessed with the idea and the notion of just merely going to fucking McDonald's, for example, because we just never were allowed to have that shit growing up. And so as a result, carrying over into my current day life, I do feel that food and I, we have a very toxic relationship. And I crave everything that you could possibly imagine in this world that would be considered bad food. Fats, sugars, cheeses, dairy, lard, meat, all of it, you name it, that's what I fucking want on my plate. But you know, once I came out of the closet and fully was immersed in the world of what it meant to be gay, and I learned that, you know, we were supposed to be fit, thin, have abs, desirable by other men meant that you just didn't eat much, especially when you like almost exclusively identify as a fucking bottom you just can't really eat a whole hell of a lot. On a side note, I was sort of seeing this guy recently who we were kind of going back and forth and uh, trying to like pick a place to eat one day or some shit like that. And he was basically like, well, where do you want to go? And I was like, well, I don't really care. You pick. 
And it was like, oh, why does the top always have to pick? Oh, wait, because the bottoms never fucking eat. That <laughs> was like, oh, uh, okay. But that's really kind of the truth. It is that like fucking stigma that if you consider yourself to be a bottom, especially if you want to go home and get your face fucking shoved into the mattress while he's pounding you from behind, you definitely don't want that dirty butt sex oopsie daisy moment. And you even don't want him to perceive the idea or the notion that you had food. On a side note, there was this really fun story that I had years ago. And I actually wrote about this in one of my blogs where I started seeing this guy who was really, really hot. And we had, you know, been chatting back and forth for a long period of time. And we were actually finally coming to our first meeting. And so he wanted to go out on a date and he wanted to get dinner. And so he, again, same scenario. He asked me where I wanted to go. I was like, I, you know, I really hate deciding. So why don't you just pick? And you guys, he chose a fucking Indian spot. And so... I go to this dinner date. He's so much more handsome than I expected in person, has a really great, fun personality. He is a complete and total top, but I don't think he fully understood what was about to happen because when he ordered for the both of us, he ordered like seven fucking dishes. Like the entire table was completely covered in all of this like food that was just like cheese and sauce and spice and Every single thing that you should not put in your body if your plan is to go home and have sex after that dinner <laughs> was on this fucking table. And it was kind of like sitting on that table, looking at him across the way and going, what the fuck's going on here? Does he not get it? And when I tell you that I barely ate in that dinner date, that's fucking real. We carried home bags and bags of the leftover food that we took home with us because there was fucking so much food left over because he ordered the whole goddamn menu. And I'm just like, why would you ever take a first date for someone you know you're going to go home and fuck and you want to take them to like Indian food? That is the worst fucking idea of all time. But we did, you guys, just as a side note, we did have sex and it was a clean bill of health. So we're good to go. <laughs> Thank God. But long story short, I just, there is this big stigma in the gay community about guys not wanting to admit or even have it known that they eat or like what they eat or just like what Kevin said in the fucking Your Gay Expose segment. He feels as weird about going through a fast food drive through as he does buying condoms, lube, and douche, like thingies, pumps, whatever. It's like, when you're sitting in the grocery store line and you have all those things in your hand and everybody's looking at you and like, okay, so he's going to go home and have some. Like, it's just, it's that judgment. It's like the the same feeling. And I totally identify with that. I get it. Like going in a drive-thru and ordering like two Egg McMuffins because you're hungover as fuck and then sliding a third one in last minute because you want to eat three, that's a lot for any gay man to like swallow and have to face the person who's taking your money and giving you the food and shit and you are clearly by yourself, etc. <laughs> I know we've all been there at least once, if not more, in our lives. Am I wrong? <laughs> so there's like this restaurant in the Castro called Harvey's. Uh, it's just a really casual little like, you know, bar and grill style type spot and it really just a quick and easy way to go in, get a bite of food, get out, whatever. Uh, it's 
it's one of those restaurants that's like an homage to Harvey Milk because, you know, just up the street, uh, all of that shit went down with Harvey Milk and the political stuff in the 70s and the reason why we're all here in this moment. And that's just the little history lesson backstory for all of you who don't live in San Francisco. But I go there a lot and have for, you know, the last fucking ah, shit, I don't even know six years or so, and as a result, have gotten to know many of the staff. And they're all gay men. So when you start to go in there all the time, and you suddenly realize that the more you get to know these people who you're, you know, coming in and sitting there, like I would always go into write. So I'd be there for long periods of time, and I always get a drink and something to eat. And I just found myself starting to order salads more, even though I totally didn't want them because... Now I was beginning to like get to know these people and I don't know if they're fucking judging me if I wanted to really order a fucking build your own burger with french fries or some shit like that. But that's the fucking gay world that we live in. Nobody ever wants to admit what they're actually really eating. And you know, so when it comes to shame eating, I'm the guiltiest one in the fucking book. And especially if I've had a few drinks in my system, kind of how I disclosed it in the opening story. I got a fucking super burrito because I had one too many drinks. And we all know what happens when you drink too much. You just get fucking hungry. And you make poor food choices because your, you know, in, inhibitions are just a little bit lower than the norm. So, you know, it basically, I have been known to get some of the, like, worst food that you could ever possibly imagine for any bottom to ever eat. And just lock myself in my room and eat it and... Even to a place where I've door dashed shit to my house strategically, knowing when my roommate would get home from work, just so he wouldn't see, you know, that I got something from Jack in the Box. (laughs) It's very fucking that. I mean, it's just, it's, oh God, it's just one of those fucking things. And again, I, I do feel like this stems from what happened to me as a kid and just not ever being able to eat like terrible food and fast food and all of those like fatty filled cheese soaked sauce drenched dishes like we weren't allowed to have any of that shit so i fucking crave it even now when i to a place where i'm like not really drinking anymore so to supplement like that need to drink i do sort of feel like food has kind of taken over that slot in my life <laughs> If that makes sense in a very unhealthy way. And I mean, listen, when you order delivery, I mean, as I've stated so many times on this show, I'm a fucking writer. And so often I'll be faced with these really hardcore deadlines where I literally can't really take the time to walk down the street and even get a fucking meal. So I just do DoorDash. And we all know that DoorDash is like ridiculously overpriced. And in most cases places that you would actually go to to get the food, when you order that same food on DoorDash, it often comes in a smaller portion. And it's like, I just paid double what I would if I just walked in there, but there's less food. That doesn't fucking make sense. So over the years, what I've learned is that if you want to eat healthy or eat salad or do any of those things, you're basically going to be spending like fucking $40 on a goddamn salad that literally you eat and then you're like, okay, I'm still hungry. So it was like, what's the point? So that's the way that I justify all the things that I order on my fucking DoorDash. (laughs) I think I mentioned this in a previous expose, but 
For Pride Weekend this last year, I pretty much was drunk the entire week leading into that weekend. And so when I say that I actually had all of the successive like orders in line for what I ordered each and every fucking day that I ordered food for that seven day week, it was all Taco Bell. And also, not only was it all Taco Bell, but it was like sometimes like 50 to $55 worth of Taco Bell for one person to eat. That is the extent of my fucking shame eating. Obviously, I wouldn't order that much if I was sober, but that's just, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you look around and you're like, you have all this extra food and you're like, what the fuck? Why did I just keep adding shit to my cart? What the fuck is wrong with me? But that my life is very that. So as a result, you guys, because I do have this problem with shame eating and shame eating terrible things nonetheless, that's why I'm doing these fucking crazy like 9, 10, 11 mile runs five days a week because if I didn't, I'd be fucking 300 pounds. Oh, it's just that, it's just that dynamic that I just, you know, really wish that I could kick, but it's just one of those things that just doesn't I don't know. I often find myself when I'm trying to do DoorDash, I'm like going through and I'm like, okay, do I want Chinese or do I want Mexican or do I want like, what do I want? And I'm like, all right. So if I eat Mexican, I'm going to feel so disgusting and guilty afterwards. So that's out. But I'm also going to feel that same way if I order Chinese. So that's out. And I'm also going to order that. Like, so then I think I justify getting like a sandwich because then it will kind of fill me up. But like, but th- this is all the fucking fucked up mind fuck bullshit that I deal with while literally trying to decide what I'm ordering from fucking DoorDash. <laughs> the struggle, you guys, is fucking real. It's very fucking real. But what ends up happening more often than not is that DoorDash order, it ends up being something like a jack-in-the-box. And what's even worse is when it ends up being something like a jack-in-the-box, and then you eat all of it, and then you feel so disgusting, guilty, regret-filled, I'm going to have to run extra tomorrow, what the fuck did I just do? There's nothing worse than the actual fucking email receipts reminding you after you feel bloated and disgusting and shameful and just regret-filled for ordering that fucking fast food. Just reminding you that you ordered that shit. Hey, just in case you forgot... Thank you for ordering with Jack in the Box. It's just, oh, it's just such a struggle. But, you know, I don't give a shit, you guys. Like, I fully openly embrace it. I admit it. I, you only fucking live life once. And honestly, I am very strict about what I eat on a regular basis, day to day. But I really do fervently believe that depriving yourself like my mom did to us when we were kids It's just absolutely not the fucking way to go. I've been through so many different crash diets and eating disorders, etc. It's just really, you just have to fucking put in the exercise work in order to balance the food that you really want to eat in life. And so if you're not doing that, I encourage you to do so. And chances are, if you live in LA, you're probably not eating any of the things that I've mentioned on this episode. And maybe you're salivating right now at the idea and the notion that you could order from Jack in the Box or that somebody actually out there ordered Taco Bell in the amount of $50 or more seven days a week leading into the week of pride. (laughs) Oh, I still can't believe I did that fucking shit. 
Whenever I go to Sacramento to visit my son and my best girlfriend, I pretty much almost always drink when I'm hanging out with my girlfriend because, listen, even if I'm on this, like, serious stretch of where I'm just not drinking, I always know that whenever I see her and, like, hang out with her, we're always gonna be drinking. So we were (laughs) actually going to the grocery store, I think it was, like, three times ago that I was, like, down there for a visit, and we basically walked by this aisle where they have these little twin packs of, like, these, like, Slim Jim beef jerky sticks that, like, were coupled with, like, these cheese sticks. You know, like, the trashiest, worst food for you in the world. And they had, like, a big box. And I just grabbed a couple, and she looked at me, and she was like, what the fuck is that? I was like, well, so here's the thing. Sober Ronnie does not want to buy this at all whatsoever. In fact, I'm putting this in the cart right now and just feeling so... Like, why am I doing this and hoping that you won't even notice that I actually put those in the cart until we get to the front of the fucking checkout stand? But drunk Ronnie later on is so going to thank me for getting this fucking purchase. (laughs) And it just fucking became a tradition that every time I go there, I always grab that fucking box of like Slim Jim beef jerky and cheese together. And that's just like, it's like a new running joke. And I just eat so terrible whenever I go there every single fucking time. And then I get back to San Francisco and I like go back into my regular everyday ritualistic routines with running and eating healthy. And I'm just like, oh, what the fuck did I do last week? Oh, I feel like I have 10 pounds to like run off this week. And it's just it's just a very unhealthy back and forth on again, off again. I need to go see a therapist kind of situation that I'm pretty sure we're all dealing with in today's gay society. But on that note, (laughs) we all love food, right? So why not? Go get it, eat, fill up your Thanksgiving plate, order off a DoorDash at Jack in the Box or Taco Bell or wherever the fuck you want to order and just do you. Because chances are you're probably still going to get some dick anyway. (laughs) This is me giving absolute terrible advice and you should not listen to me at all whatsoever. Just throw everything out that you just heard in this week's expose and just get your ass to the gym now. And shame on you for shame eating. So what do we learn today, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, guys and straights, hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms, gender fluid and non-binary, bisexuals and lesbians, transgender and questioning? Well, I'd like to think that we learned a whole hell of a lot. Okay, listen, you guys, I just want to preface by saying that, okay, you know, listen, I just, this entire expose was just me making fun of myself and just admitting out loud to all of you out there what it is that I've struggled with in my life as a gay man, as a bottom, as somebody who loves food probably just a little too much, but kind of feels like he shouldn't. That Like that's just been the dynamic of my entire life and feeling that sense of shame and regret after a, you know, cheeseburger and french fries were delivered to your porch from DoorDash from Jack in the Box, is something that I have 
like done pretty consistently, I have to say, for most of my gay life. And something that up to this point, I probably would not have admitted out loud, especially considering the fact that I consider myself to be a bossy power bottom. So that being said, there are some real struggles out there, you guys, with food specifically. And there are people out there who really do have eating disorders and do struggle with this situation, especially, you know, with the pressures of feeling like you have to be fit and thin in the gay community. And I encourage each and every one of you, if you feel like you have a very unhealthy relationship with food, like I used to, reach out to any of the necessary resources in your area and just get help. Or just DM me if you need any advice on something that you're potentially struggling with. I would be happy to lend my misguided advice. (laughs) Oh, God. But I really just want to hear from all of you hot jock tops and bossy power bottoms out there. What the fuck do you think? What is the one thing that if you had the opportunity to shame eat alone in your bedroom that you would eat? Give me a call at the official My Gay Expose podcast hotline at 415-501-0401. That's 415-501-0401. Call in, leave a message, and tell me all about it. And with that, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Click five stars, follow on Spotify, Don't forget to turn on those notifications so that you can catch me of each and every episode of My Gay Expose podcast right when it drops. Follow on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, and Positive Plus One, all at Exposing My Gay. And don't forget to check out the official show website, MyGayExposePodcast.com. And there you'll find any information that you need to know about the show. And don't forget to check out my second show with my straight brother, Ryan. Blood is thicker than alcohol on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to your podcast. You guys, I'm having so much fun with this second show. And you just do not want to miss one moment of Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. And don't forget to check out the official show merch line, Bossy Power Bottom Wear at Ronnie Washburn. That's R-A-O-N-I Washburn.com and pick your next piece for your upcoming gay and or pride related event or just shit that you want to wear to the gym so that when you see that hot jock top at the gym, you know that he will definitely fuck you in the showers. And don't forget to join us next week for another messy, salacious and relatable episode with me exposing my gay. I'm Ronnie Washburn, and I will actually order another $50 worth of Taco Bell on DoorDash and not tell one person that I did just that with all of you next time. expose has been brought to you by bossy power bottom productions want to know more go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with bossy power bottom productions